This is section two of Mark Twain, a biography, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Mark Twain, a biography, by Albert Bigelow Payne. Chapter 106. His first stage appearance. Once that winter, the Monday Evening Club met at Mark Twain's home, and instead of the usual essay he read them a story, The Facts Concerning the Recent Carnival of Crime in Connecticut. It was the story of a man's warfare with a personified conscience, a sort of William Wilson idea, though less weird, less somber, and with more actuality, more verisimilitude. It was, in fact, autobiographical, a setting down of the author's daily self-chidings. The climax, where conscience is slain, is a startling picture which appeals to most of humanity. So vivid is it all that it is difficult in places not to believe in the reality of the tale, though the allegory is always present. The club was deeply impressed by the little fictional sermon. One of its ministerial members offered his pulpit for the next Sunday, if Mark Twain would deliver it to his congregation. Howells welcomed it for the Atlantic, and published it in June. It was immensely successful at the time, though for some reason it seems to be little known or remembered today. Now and then a reader mentions it, always with enthusiasm. Howells referred to it repeatedly in his letters, and finally persuaded Clemens to let Osgood bring it out with a true story in dainty booklet form. If the reader does not already know the tale, it will pay him to look it up and read it and then to read it again. Meantime, Tom Sawyer remained unpublished. "'Get Bliss to hurry it up,' wrote Howells. "'That boy is going to make a prodigious hit.' But Clemens delayed the book, to find some means to outwit the Canadian pirates, who thus far had laid hands on everything, and now were clamoring at the Atlantic because there was no more to steal." Moncure D. Conway was in America, and agreed to take the manuscript of Sawyer to London and arrange for its publication and copyright. In Conway's memoirs he speaks of Mark Twain's beautiful home, comparing it and its surroundings with the homes of Surrey, England. He tells of an entertainment given to Harriet Beecher Stowe, a sort of animated Jarley waxworks. Clemens and Conway went over as if to pay a call when presently the old lady was rather startled by an invasion of costumed figures. Clemens rose and began introducing them in his gay, fanciful fashion. He began with a knight in full armor, saying, as if in an aside, "'Bring along that tin shop!' and went on to tell the romance of the knight's achievements. Conway read Tom Sawyer on the ship and was greatly excited over it. Later in London he lectured on it arranging meantime for its publication with Chatto and Windus, thus establishing a friendly business relation with that firm which Mark Twain continued during his lifetime. Clemens lent himself to a number of institutional amusements that year, and on the 26th of April, 1876, made his first public appearance on the dramatic stage. It was an amateur performance, but not of the usual kind. There was genuine dramatic talent in Hartford, and the old play of the Loan of the Lover, with Mark Twain as Peter Spike and Miss Helen Smith, 
now mrs william w ellsworth as gertrude with a support sufficient for their needs gave a performance that probably furnished as much entertainment as that pleasant old play is capable of providing mark twain had in him the making of a great actor henry irving once said to him you made a mistake by not adopting the stage as a profession you would have made even a greater actor than a writer yet it is unlikely that he would ever have been satisfied with the stage he had too many original literary ideas he would never have been satisfied to repeat the same part over and over again night after night from week to month and from month to year he could not stick to the author's lines even for one night in his performance of the easy-going thick-headed peter spike his impromptu additions to the lines made it hard on the company who found their cues all at sixes and sevens but it delighted the audience beyond measure no such impersonation of that character was ever given before or ever will be given again it was repeated with new and astonishing variations on the part of peter and it could have been put on for a long run augustin daly wrote immediately offering the fifth avenue theater for a benefit performance and again a few days later urging acceptance not for one night but for many clemens was tempted no doubt perhaps if he had yielded he would to-day have had one more claim on immortality end of chapter hundred and six his first stage appearance read by john greenman